Hey friend, before we get into today's episode, I have a question for you. Actually, I have a couple. Do you long to let go of expectations, obligations, and distractions? Do you long to live with more peace, presence, and purpose? And do you wish you could do less and live more? Then I want to invite you to a new mini course called Do Less, Live More. It's going live in September, and then you'll be able to access it via replay. On it, I'll give you my five-step roadmap to get you on your way to doing less of what doesn't matter so you can live more of what does. But seats are limited, so make sure to go and get your ticket at lissafiggins.com forward slash more. In the course, you'll learn how to clarify your one thing to focus on that will make the biggest difference in your life. You'll learn to create space and break free from the distractions. And you'll learn to commit to creating a plan and taking action on the right things. Do you want to reach your destination and enjoy the journey? Then you don't want to miss out on this. Remember, we'll be live in September, and after that, replays will be available. So go get all the info and your ticket at lissafiggins.com forward slash more. Now let's get to today's episode. Hey friend, it's Lissa. I'm so glad you're tuning in to another episode of Repurposed After 40 where we help women like you to do less and live more and to design a life that's on purpose. So what's a girl to do to push pause in the midst of a busy mom life, to focus on her health, to naturally slow down her aging? That's what we're going to rethink on this episode. But first, if you're recovering to-do list girl like me, I want to offer you a gift. It's my new Do Less, Live More checklist. It's a simple way to start your day and focus on what matters most so you can do less and live more. Sound better than feeling busy, hurried, and scattered day in and day out? I thought so. Let's simplify your day to live on purpose. Grab your checklist at lissafiggins.com forward slash less or click the link in the show notes. And that's not all. Be watching your inbox for a bonus gift I have for you. Now let's rethink your health. So today I'm excited to introduce you to my friend, Kelly Anderson. Kelly and I have been getting to know each other over the last month or so, and she is on fire uh, and you're going to love this. So she's the founder of the movement called the biohacker mom, which we'll have her share more about in just a minute, where she inspires and trains women and moms who are after 40 in all things health related, as well as anti-aging who needs some of that. Right. And here's one of the things I love about Kelly. She has this huge vision to really serve and lift up women who are especially those who are single moms. And that was born out of her own journey as she knows firsthand what the needs are of a single mom and is really intentional about supporting them and being able to live to their optimal potential, both inside and out. So Kelly, thank you so much for being with us today. Let's start off with a little bit. I'd like to kind of get to know you. Um, so you're helping single moms now to, to, to really be you know, optimizing their life, but you probably weren't always in that place. So take us back just a little bit and tell us a little bit of your journey about where you were and, and how that's gotten you to this place where you're helping women with this today. Well, thank you, Lissa. Thank you so much for having me today. Um, it's great to be here and hello to everyone out there. Um, thanks for watching. And um, so I come from an art background and a, an exercise background. 
Um, I, I started drawing and painting when I was about three years old and I was really passionate about that. And I, um, I, I just really dove into art and, uh, was an artist for a long time, but I was also always really athletic. Um, when I was 12, I decided to take up running on my own and it was a lot like uh, Forrest Gump. I can really relate to Forrest Gump because I just decided one day that I was just going to start running. And for a long time, I ran every single day, like three to four miles every single day. I mean, and I, I mean, literally it just started one day when I was 12, I just said, I'm going to do this. So I was always really big into exercise and being healthy and so as I got older, um, I, you know, I, I was dabbling in all kinds of things, but I was always like trying so hard to, um, to fit my art and my exercise together. And then I also had a really big heart for helping people. Hmm. So um, in my twenties and early thirties, I was a muralist and I had a mural company and I loved it because it kind of checked off all three boxes. Um, I was on the side of buildings. I was doing, you know, 20 foot, you know, walls inside, you know, bars and whatever. And so it, that checked off the physical part because I was climbing up and down ladders and reaching and carrying big gallons of paint everywhere that checked off the, the exercise physical part. It checked off the creative art part and it checked off the bringing people together. I, I just love that murals kind of brought mm -hmm. communities together. And I was just really passionate about moving the masses, you know, getting the masses to think, you know, kind of wake up a little bit. Uh, and then in 2008, when the economy tanked, that business tanked, and I went six months without a phone call, and it really kind of scared me to death. So that's when I started branching out. And it was also a, around that time that, that my husband and I were starting to think about having kids. And so I knew I had to do something different. So I got into teaching exercise. So I started, um, first off, I, uh, I really dove into Pilates. I was teaching a lot of mat classes. Then I got into teaching spin classes, then weight training. And that just kind of took on literally a life of its own. And so next thing you know, I'm, I'm a trainer. And, and the art part, you know, I still was always drawing and painting, but it it was just kind of off to the side a little bit. So I had my daughter and, you know, then that, that was a huge project. <laughs> yeah, right. One that doesn't go away for at least 18 years, not in a bad way, but <laughs> still, still is a huge project and really, you know, a very huge passion for me, but I, I was still always trying to put those three parts together of being creative and helping people and then the exercise component. And in 2016, I lost my husband. And mm -hmm. so that was kind of the impetus for me creating, I created a character and her name is Violet. And I have a picture of her right here. 
And so (laughs) basically she was very empowering to me and she kind of helped me get through a lot. So I started drawing her and I started kind of, um, she, she became the, once again, the putting of the three parts together because she is a movement and health expert for kids. So I started putting her together and then through her, I started getting interested in what's called biohacking. And biohacking yeah, about is, that because I want to make sure that we are defining some terms. Here's the educator in me, you know, that loves to come out and say, okay, I'm gonna make sure everybody knows what, what we're talking about. What, yeah, what is biohacking? And then we can talk more about the implications of that. So it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of a, it's a large term. It, it can be used in, in several ways. What it means is hacking your biology. So, so doing whatever to manipulate um, aging, um, health. And so it, it is kind of defined in many different ways, but it's kind of, it's definitely a catchphrase term right now. And it's a growing industry. Um, And basically it's, for me, my perspective on biohacking is um, finding natural ways to optimize your health and slow down the aging process. And that's my definition. So I started to get really interested in that, um, and it, it includes all of the areas of health that I've been interested in for so long. Um, and so I created this brand called Biohacker Mom. Um, and I, being a single mom, I have a real affinity to moms. <laughs> and I, I do want to really support single moms in a big way, but I want to support all moms because I've now, I've been a married mom and I've been a single widowed mom. I've been both and both have their challenges. Um, both are beautiful and ugly in their own way, you know, and, you know, they both have their, their great parts and they both have their struggles. I just, I, I have an affinity to moms. And so I started really wanting to help moms and their kids, not nothing against men. I'm not a man hater or anything. I'm very much a big family supporter. Um, But my, my journey is going to be mostly supporting moms and their kids in order to make their family stronger. So I really that's going to have a ripple effect, right? You start with the mom, right? And this is the thing that I think we could oftentimes, we say our family is our reason. And how often do we let our family be our excuse, you know, for not doing something and, you know, for not taking the time to invest in ourselves or the money to invest in ourselves, or, you know, just even taking attention away from the family to be able to invest in ourselves. And, you know, and that does, if we're trying to pour from an empty cup, our family's not going to get very much of us, but when we take care of this inside and out, it's, they're going to get so much more out of it as well. Right. Like, why do you think that's something that we as women tend to, you know, think, Oh, I'm good. You know, I, I, I don't need this. And I'm, it's all about everybody else. 
Well, personally, I think that it's something that has been handed down over generations. And I don't, I don't mean to put it on men, but I, I think um, a long time ago, men saw that women, you know, women could have a lot of power and they wanted to kind of even the field a little bit. And so they started, you know, I think personally, I think men wanted to create a world where women weren't quite so powerful. And so they started saying, well, you know, you need to do this. You need, it's up to you to maintain. And women kind of took that on and gener over generations, women, it, it became a, um, a almost a moral issue. If you weren't mm -hmm. taking care of your family before yourself, you were immoral. And, uh, right. you know, it, it probably, some things were created in the church and, uh, you know, I'm not going to say it's totally because of a patriarchal society, but I do think a lot of it, uh, came from that. And I'll just leave it at that. But um, sure. And it's interesting because even as we're experiencing shifts in our culture where there are a lot of women who are working outside the home, are successful business owners, are, you know, are doing, you know, things outside their four walls. I think there still is always this, like there's something innate in us to nurture and to give and to serve and to, and to oftentimes put ourselves in the back burner and, and make it out everybody else. And, you know, oftentimes what I find that happens is, you know, you wake up one day and it's either you wake up and go, oh my goodness, you know, what, how did, how did, how did I start looking like this? That was me turn 40, you know, wrinkles around the eyes and a little more pudge around the belly and going, okay, need to be intentional about this, you know, or you go to a doctor's appointment, you get a diagnosis, or you just like, you just crash because you've been going at this level uh, without filling yourself for so long uh, that you can't maintain Right. And, yeah. and then we're no good to anybody when we get into that place. So let's talk about a few, some practical things, you know, so somebody's listening today, they're like, okay, so I, you know, I like this concept of biohacking. I, I'm totally a proponent of like, do it as naturally as possible, right. Be preventative, you know, do things that are not putting chemicals and artificial things in our, on our body. Like what are a couple of practical things? If someone's listening today, regardless of, you know, whether she's married or single or whether she's after 40 or will be one day, that would be some, some ways that she can start biohacking uh, in her own life. Well, um, I think that one of the big ones is um, something that you and I have discussed is watching what you eat, uh, mm -hmm. trying to stay away from processed foods as much as possible, um, trying to eat as cleanly as possible, organic whenever you can. Hey girl, just want to push pause to say, I feel you. You wish you knew where to put your focus, but you get distracted, discouraged, and derailed with all the things in your plate as a busy woman and your dreams and desires feel far off. Am I right? It doesn't have to be that way. What if you had a life that's balanced, growing, and purposed? Now, friends don't keep a good thing to themselves, so I gotta share my favorite digital tool and app so you can design your life and stop living by default. This simple, customizable framework helps you assess where you are in the seven key areas, create a blueprint for your life, and be accountable to taking steps towards that on the daily. And when you grab the tool, you get access to my inner circle for all the support you need to grow in all seven areas. Want to learn more? Go check out all the details at lissafiggins.com forward slash inner circle. 
can't wait to welcome you on the inside and watch you grow. I think that's a big one. I think hydrating is a huge, uh, is a huge issue and drinking the right water is very big. Um, most of us these days are severely dehydrated and we don't even realize it. Um, it's almost like we've become accustomed to being dehydrated. And so I think hydrating is a huge one to, to slow down the aging process and to, to be as, uh, alert, uh, awake, you know, feel good, um, I think that that's really important. And then sleep, of course, sleep is one that I have a hard time with because I'm, I, I'm a doer. I like to go. And really when it comes time to go to sleep, I'm like, oh gosh, I don't want to go to sleep. You're, like you're missing out on something, right? Yeah. I've got, I've got so many things I want to finish up, you know, and I don't, I don't want to go to sleep, but sleep of course is a very big one. And then I think uh, one of the last ones that uh, society just fights us and fights us and fights us on is pre prescription medications, trying to be on as few prescription medications as possible. Um, I'm on nothing um, mm. as I, I do take uh, vitamins. I take some supplements, but as far as prescription drugs, I'm on zilch and I'm going to do everything in my power to keep it that way as long as possible. And I think this is such, in our society today, modern day society, we're so ingrained. You've got an issue. Let's just throw a pill at it. Let's just throw a pill at it. Yeah. So, and, and then you see the commercials with all the side effects. And I'm oftentimes saying to myself, I'd rather have whatever that issue is than all the other stuff that could come along with the medication, right? Exactly. So what I'm hearing a lot of, Kelly, is, is intention, right? Like it, all these things you're saying, being mindful of what you're eating, being mindful of drinking enough and the right things, uh, being mindful of what you're putting, you know, the, the rest you're getting, being mindful of what, you know, you're putting in your body and how you're responding when it's not feeling well. It's all about that. And one of the things that you and I talk about is this whole idea of, of looking at our life now and looking at ourselves now from ourselves with our goal achieved. So let's kind of like help people understand that process of like reverse engineering, right? So like, you know, the, you are the penultimate biohacker mom five years from now, right? How is you thinking about being her um, going to change the way that you act and the choices you make today? Um, well, definitely being even more intentional. Um, I I've gotten to where I use that now that kind of the mantra in all of my daily decisions is my goal achieved biohacker mom, Kelly, is that what she would be doing? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, just every day working to be more intentional to act from that person. And I think anyone as a biohacker, it's a great exercise because you're trying to be the optimum. You're trying to be the best as far as mindset, as far as your, your body health, you're trying to be the optimum. So to think from that point of view is that's how to get there. I love that. And one of the things that I've really been focusing on is how to do less. And when I think this is really key when it comes to thinking like you with your goal achieved, because 
you're, you're only going to do the things that really are essential to that would have moved her to that place, right? All the, all the fluff, all the stuff that in the moment, you know, the chocolate cake looked amazing. I'll be honest. There was a bag of cookies that someone had dropped off the other day and it looked amazing. And then I ate one and I was like, I really didn't feel very good afterwards. And you know, so, okay, I'm going to move on. I'm not going to beat myself up over it, but you know, sometimes all those little, this is how I feel in the moment things would kind of seem to filter out, right? When you start thinking about like, what would she choose if she was here right now? Um, and in this, in this place that I am. Definitely. Oh, most definitely. And, and also to add to that, looking at your habits, you know, like mm-hmm. one of the things we're talking about right now is habits. And like, I've got some clients uh, as a personal trainer, I've got some clients and they drink diet Coke every day. I've got about three and I've tried to talk to them. You know, there are other alternatives and they're like, I just simply can't. I I have been drinking my diet Coke for so long and it's my, it's my favorite part of the day. Well, looking at habits like that from your goal achieved person, does your goal achieved person drink diet Coke every day? You know, look at the habits that this person has. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think that's another really important one. I love that. And you know what I've learned, and I think you and I both see this every day because we're being intentional about this, is that when you get around other people who are also pursuing this optimum health, right? This optimum life, it, it you can't help but but rise up to that next level, right? You can't help but be challenged to, to step up or to, to, you know, to change a habit like you were talking about, or to take things to the next level and what it is that you're doing. So real quickly, before we, before we close things up, like what has it, what has it done for you? And what have you even seen your clients when there are other people that are involved in that process, whether it's a coach, whether it's some kind of a community, um, you know, that, that you're a part of, what difference does that make when we come together versus try and just, you know, strong arm it and do it ourselves? I, I think what you just said, it, it kind of makes you, uh, it's, you're being held more accountable. Mm-hmm. And also if you're around people who, um, you know, who are, are wanting good for themselves, then they're more than likely wanting good for you too. And it almost becomes something where it's like, I don't want to disappoint them. I don't mm-hmm. want to let them down. Um, I'll even now, you know, I'm working with you. I'll even have times in my day, even though I'm a coach, I'm coaching people on how to be, we all have our weaknesses. I'll even have moments in my day where I'm like, would Lisa, you know, would Lisa or Delyn, would they approve of this? Would they like this? You know? So I think having that accountability, even though that person may not be with you or in front of you at the moment, you start having that person in your mind, like, they care about me, would they want me to be behaving or acting out in this way? So that's I think what I call that, positive peer pressure, right? Yeah, like, it's, it's having the right kind of people in your inner circle. And I think that's the key, right? You find those people that you want, that you're, you're taking these like characteristics and it's almost like you, you get to create this, this new picture of who you're going to be. 
and you can pull some of the different things that you see in other people and, and put them together. And, oh my gosh, you know, she's going to be amazing, but that's oftentimes, you know, we get that inspiration from other people. So I love that, you know, and I, I joke a lot because um, one of the things like that I talk about is washing your face at night, you know, and when you don't wash your face, you actually accelerate. We talk about anti-aging it actually accelerates the aging of your skin they say four to seven times. I don't know how they, how they, you know, measure that. So I can't, you know, vouch for that. But you know, so I've had women tell me they've gone to bed because they were just so tired and they were laying there and they thought of me. They're like, oh no, Lissa said that my skin is going to age faster if I don't wash my face. And they've gotten back up out of bed and they went and washed their face. So, right. Um, yeah. So yeah, that can be a positive thing being around other people who are, you know, who are being intentional and who are growing and, you know, go to the people that you want to be like and get your advice from them. Don't go to the person who's, you know, whose, you know, health is a mess and whose life is a mess and relationships are a mess. If you want advice, you know, or inspiration on, on how to move forward, like go find those people and invite those people into your life, whether it's someone, like you said, that we get together with in person or virtually, or maybe just someone you follow, right. Or you listen to their teaching or their podcast or whatever, like bring those, those people in. So I know that you are somebody, I always like saying like, you need to have the right people to support you uh, in the stage of life you're in. And so you are just passionate about supporting others. So someone who's listening today, my audience is typically after 40 or will be one day. Um, so where can people find you? What maybe can they look for? What resources do you have that you want to highlight before we go today? So I am on Facebook, um, Kelly Stevens with a V Anderson or biohacker mom. Uh, I'm on YouTube biohacker mom. And then my website is the biohacker mom. And that's, uh, I'm on Instagram too, but Instagram's weird to me. So, uh, so I don't promote it. All. <laughs> I like to have our, 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 our preferred places, right? To have people right. find us. So I would encourage you, if you're listening today, go, go find one of those platforms where you like to hang out, go follow Kelly, right? Listen, she gives great tips and resources and has interviews and all kinds of things to help you to really optimize your health and wellness inside and out and to really live out this life that you were designed to live. And one of the things I'm passionate about is helping women, especially in this stage of life, life to not just keep doing all the things, right? Because we're in the hamster wheel and we're going to be, like we said, just exhausted and drop and then no good to anyone, including ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, you know, start focusing on doing less, right? And, and focus on get rid of all the fluff, all the stuff that doesn't matter, right? the stuff that isn't moving you towards you with your goal achieved and focus in on living more like that girl, right? With your goal achieved. And it's amazing how much lighter and fresher you can breathe, right? Like it doesn't feel like you have this burden on you and and, and you will see your, yourself becoming her so much more quickly because all these other things are cluttering your life and scattering your attention. So I will drop the link to my do less, live more checklist. Um, so that you can download that resource and use that to start your day to really get your focus where it matters most. So Kelly, thank you so much for being a guest today. I have one closing question. I've been asking of all of my guests this season. I love helping women with the seven Fs. So we talk about the seven areas of our life and we're always looking for balance, but there's usually one that stands out that would really, you know, is like the one that you know that you want to give some more attention to and make the biggest difference. So just as a quick refresher, it's faith, family, friends, field of work, finances, fitness, and fun, which of those seven do you know that, you know, if I give some more attention and intention to this one in the next year, I would really see the ripple effect of that in my life. 
I think, well, there, there are a couple for sure. Um, but I think friends, uh, is a big one. Um, as an entrepreneur, sometimes you can get sucked up into, you know, just the, the workings of, of trying to get a business going and it can sometimes be all consuming. And so then it's hard, you know, it's hard to have friendships and, uh, especially after COVID, you know, we all, everyone kind of went into their little, their little hole. Yeah. And, and I think it became hard for, and I will, I will agree with me. Uh, it became hard to get out there and, and be with friends. And, um, I know I kind of just got into a, a, a rhythm of just being to myself and just focusing on, on my, my business. And so, um, working on friendships again is a big one for me. I love that, you know, and it's, it's like any of the areas, right? When you work on that area, you're going to see, you're going to show up in your business in a different way. You're going to show up as a mom in a different way. Your faith is going to grow as you're inspired by other, you know, like it has this ripple effect into every area of your life. So Kelly, I'm so glad that we're connected. It's been so fun to introduce you to my audience and let them get to know you and your hearts. And I really encourage you, if you're listening today, to go check out the resources in uh, and make sure that you share this episode with a friend, right? With a colleague, with a neighbor, with a family member, somebody who you know and love and you know wants to be intentional about how they're living their life so they can live it optimally. So please make sure that you share that. And until next time, keep living out your purpose and creating a life that you love. Thanks so much, Kelly. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, everybody. Have a great afternoon. Thanks so much for listening today. It means the world to me that we could spend this time together. While it's top of mind, be sure to hit the follow button so you never miss an episode. Better yet, come join my free Simplified Life Club on Facebook. Together, we'll embark on the journey to a simpler life that's designed around what matters most and clears the clutter of all the things that are distracting you. You're going to love being part of a community of amazing women who want to live repurposed too. Just click the link in the show notes to learn more. And if you enjoyed this episode or think it would add value for others in this stage of life, please leave a review right here on this platform because that helps it get seen and heard by more women like you. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on what we talked about today or what you'd like us to talk about in the future. So send questions, comments, or suggestions in a message to Lissa Figgins on any social platform. And until next time, remember, doing less means living more.